0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros. podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who is currently in a hotel near Provo, Utah. That would be me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who, as always, is about, would you say, two miles away from me? Yeah, give or take. That's pretty close. That would be me, Trey Newman. All right. So before we start part four of our bowl previews, I want to remind everyone to check out our New Year's Six and Playoff Preview show, which dropped on Christmas. Uh, But this episode, we're going to get to the rest of the bowls. This is our final bowl preview episode uh, after that, we're going to be going on vacation for a week. As you know, Ryan's already started his vacation. So, yeah, thanks for doing this from the uh, working on vacation. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Um, so the next time you hear from us, probably around Friday, January fourth. So we'll be a little bit late to react to all the bowl the bowl games and, of course, the playoff games. But we'll try to make up for it. Try to make it a fun show. Uh, but let's recap a few bowl games. We have three to get to that happened today or i guess didn't happen trey
2: yeah exactly uh so first off the surf pro surf pro first responder bowl which of course had boston college against boise state so aj dillon scored to make it seven nothing for boston college but but that was all uh the game ended up being canceled not even suspended or postponed later in the day. There, there was just severe weather in the the Dallas area, so they they couldn't get it done. And it's believed to be the first game called off, first bowl game called off due to weather. Uh, the last known cancellation was in Hawaii because of Pearl Harbor in nineteen forty one. Oh my so, gosh! Crazy stuff. It, it, it's too bad for those teams, especially they each traveled, you know, halfway across the country to to play that one. Yeah. There was a, a good tweet from Nicole
1: Auerbach. She said, if bowls can skip bowl games, we can't really get mad about players skipping bowl games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, maybe that's what it deserved, but <laughs> I got a little chuckle. <laughs> eh. yeah. Okay, quick lane bowl. Minnesota against Georgia Tech. Minnesota dominated this one from, from start to finish. They won 34-10. to Muhammad Ibrahim carried the ball 31 times for 224 yards and two touchdowns. And the Georgia Tech offense, the same offense I think I called great a couple episodes yeah, ago. you
0: were all over those Yellow Jackets.
1: Yeah, they didn't do much here. Not a not a great end to the career for, for Paul Johnson, but great career from him. And this was a, a really good win for, for P.J. Fleck and the uh, Minnesota program. Yeah, they seem to be on the rise. Um, all right, I have the last game, and we're actually recording
0: during that game. So we're at, currently at halftime. Uh, we have the Cheez-It Bowl uh it's between TCU and Cal. Uh this is uh this is a barn burner we got going on. Cal is up 7 to nothing at halftime uh, but just take a listen to the the two quarterback stats here. We got Chase Garbers for Cal. He's 12 of 19 for 93 yards, zero touchdowns with three interceptions. So not very good. No. But when not you look great. at Grayson Muelstein for TCU, he's 4 for 14 for 10 yards, no TDs and three interceptions. I mean that's <laughs> That's Art Sitkowski good. That is very hard yeah, to do.
1: It's, it's not great. That's not great. I think I also was bullish on Grayson Mühlstein yeah, <laughs> in our yeah. preview show, too. So kiss of death for Michael. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. Uh, the, I want to give, I, I would give credit to whoever tweeted this, but really it's like everybody on Twitter with the same tweet. Uh, cheese it bull, more like cheese INT bull. <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. not bad, not bad. Okay, <laughs> take the chuckle and <laughs> run. Yep. Uh, bowl previews. Bowl preview time. Let's let's get to the last of these bowl games. We'll start on New Year's Eve. What? Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, blowing the. That was like yeah, a little bit long, but that's the okay. only sound effect I could find. So <laughs> we'll deal with that. Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. Cincinnati minus five and a half against Virginia Tech what are your thoughts on this one ryan uh well yeah the Hokies
0: um boy they they definitely went through a midseason slump there where they lost five out of six and their only win of those was against North Carolina but they did win their final two games uh against bowl teams in Virginia and Marshall so they're kind of on the way up they ended the, fe- the season better um but I just don't like this matchup for them going up against Cincinnati Cincinnati I think is going to be re- fired up ready to go for this one and the Bearcats—they got a really good defense. They hold teams to under 300 yards of total offense, which is kind of unheard of in today's college football. And they got—they have a good freshman quarterback. Uh, he's a dual threat, and Desmond Ritter. Not—not not too many people know about him yet, um, but you know they will watch in this bowl game, and they probably will in the years to come. Um, so I'm going to take
2: Cincy, and uh, I think they're going to kind of run all over the the Hokie defense. Yeah, I I like Cincy as well. And Virginia Tech had their worst defense under Bud Foster. You know, you you said how bad, how bad Virginia Tech was uh, for most of the season, Ryan, and part of it was their defense, which uh, they just – there were some games where they actually just got dominated, which you're not accustomed to seeing there. No. And the Bearcats, they've been great all year, especially doing it with that freshman quarterback that you mentioned. And Michael Warren at running back, he should eat up that Hokie defense. Agreed. I think Michael Warren, if healthy – uh, he's coming
1: back from injury, but I think he's going to have a big game. Virginia Tech, 110th in the country in S&P Plus rush defense. Wow. So, yeah, that's not great. And like you said, Ryan, Desmond Ritter can can run himself. So, yep. Virginia Tech, I guess it's a success in that they keep their bowl streak alive. It was but, looking very dicey, but they got it. Yeah, but I don't think they're happy to be here. So no. We all agree on Cincinnati and the Hyundai Sun Bowl. Stanford minus five and a half against Pitt. And remember, everybody, Hyundai
2: like Sunday. Okay. But Trey, what do you think is going to happen in this game? So first of all, Bryce Love announced that he's not going to play in this one, which isn't going to be a huge deal as Stanford's run game was pretty pedestrian this year, even with Love in the lineup. The tight ends, J.J. Sega whiteside Caden Smith, and Colby Parkinson. Sega
1: whiteside I wouldn't call him a tight end, but... He looks like a tight end. He's
2: kind of like... He's a wide out, but he's kind of almost built like a tight end. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but okay. Anyway, sorry. Either way, they're, those those receivers are tight ends. They're as good as it gets, and Costello shouldn't have a problem getting it to them as Pitt is not a strong defensive unit. What Pitt does have going for them, though, is the two-headed monster at running back with Allison and Hall. They both had over 1,000 yards this season. But I'm not as confident though in Kenny Pickett as he said some pretty ugly stat lines this year, which we've discussed on this podcast. yeah, yeah. last time out. So so I'm going to lay the points here with the Cardinal.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I just I just don't trust Pitt this year. you know, they had that stretch of games for about a month. they were just dominating everybody on the ground, but they've also had games this year where they lost by 45, 32, and 31 points. So I like Stanford. Uh, again, I'm also not concerned about Bryce Love sitting out for the reasons you mentioned, Trey. And this is a perfect Rufus, Rufus Peabody game where you're better off going with the team that was expected to be better in the preseason. And certainly Stanford was expected to be way better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's another clean sweep for us, guys. I like Stanford as well. They started to find themselves a little bit more down the stretch. Um, the offense was more consistent and the D was stepping up. They were they were holding teams down to teen dig- the teen numbers there, so uh, I'm going to take them minus the points also.
1: Okay, next up we have the Redbox Bowl, Michigan State against Oregon. Oregon's favored by two. And before I get into the game here, I uh, want to have a little conversation about Redbox. Do you guys do you guys use Redbox? Not anymore. I uh, used to. But yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Same here. I used to use it all the time, but I haven't used it in years. Like yeah, it's i don't know with all the with all the streaming options trey what about you no i i actually to be honest i actually never used it but now it just does seem a little outdated yeah you've got netflix you've got even on demand i know on demand's more expensive so i guess that's what they're counting on but man yeah i would not invest in them no no thanks for the stock tip mike yeah yeah, nice little stock tip there (laughs) although i think they own Coinstar too so i don't know anyway yeah uh this should be a good game though uh, two evenly matched teams. I think the key is going to be if Justin Herbert, who, by the way, as we're recording this today, it just came out that he's going to return next year, so that's huge for yeah, for Oregon. Uh, but if if he can have success through the air against Michigan State, I think that's the key because they're probably not going to have success on the ground. Michigan State's run defense is ridiculous. Two point seven yards per rush allowed. That was second only to Clemson this year. And I think Herbert will have a good game. Uh, I really like him. I think one thing that helps is that Michigan State's top corner Justin Lane is skipping this game um to go pro and then really i don't think they have to score all that much because Michigan State's offense is is not good no
0: it's it's not good no. uh but they really they really struggled with injuries this season so a month off will not hurt that uh but you you already mentioned mike defensively they're amazing they they're great against the run um but i th- i think they're going to make Oregon one dimensional and so i think that's going to be able to make let them get some uh some pressure on Herbert and probably come up with a couple interceptions uh so i'm actually i'm actually going to take sparty
2: here i'm going to take them as the underdog so like you mentioned michael if if Oregon has success again on the ground then sparty really has no chance cuz their offense usually can't uh, is generally not going to be able to keep up but i think having a month to prepare they'll have some wrinkles on offense and and their defense will allow them to slow down Oregon but I do, I do want to say, and I first of all, I do think Michigan State will cover, so I'm picking them. But I do want to say one thing, though, and and our pal Braden won't really enjoy it. But we eat, sleep, and breathe college football. But sometimes watching Michigan State, it made me want to rent a movie from Redbox instead. Wow, <laughs> wow, man,
0: wow! Dang. That Nebraska, that Nebraska-Michigan State game was. It was kind of hard
1: to watch a little bit. <laughs> it definitely yeah. was. Yeah, definitely was. It was, a little, it was pretty rough. Uh, moving on, AutoZone Liberty Bowl number twenty-three, Missouri is an eight and a half point favorite over Oklahoma State. Ryan, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no doubt Missouri is the better team here, but it just seems like a lot of points to
0: give up against a team that can score like the Pokes can, and you know, plus the Cowboys they they play well against ranked teams. They they went three and one this year against ranked teams and their lone loss came against OU by one point, And of course they very easily, easily could have won that with if they had, they got that two point conversion. So I don't know. I'm just not seeing Missouri being able to blow these guys out. So I'm going to take corndog and, and Tylan Wallace to, to be able to keep this one close.
1: Okay. I'm going the other way. I think Miss. I think Missouri, sorry, can uh, blow them out. I think they're one of the most underrated teams in the country this year. The offense lived up to the hype with drew Locke. I think, um, Derek Dooley maybe didn't get quite enough credit for what he's done this year because we all made fun of him going into the year, made fun of the hire, but offense didn't seem to to skip a beat. And then the defense was really the big thing led by new defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. They climbed from 69th last year to nice. 23rd this year in Massey Peabody, which is an insane jump. So, um, and Massey Peabody actually has them as their 10th rated team overall, which might sound high for an eight and four team, but when you have Georgia and Alabama on the schedule, it's They're, hard hard to go much better than that. Is it them or AM for the best eight and four team in the country? Yeah, exactly. So I'm
2: all over Missouri and I'm gonna make that my jingle bell lock. I'm taking Mizzou as well. Their record, like you said, Michael, it's not indicative of how good they are. Drew Locke and another name to mention, Larry Roundtree. Both those guys should put up great numbers against this Pokes defense.
1: Yeah, and Emmanuel Hall is playing, too, I believe. He's another great weapon for for Missouri. But let's not move on to our next game yet. Let's do one segment. I have a top five list here, and it is the top five, my top five, college football-related New Year's resolutions. Okay. Okay, so let's start with number... Five! I want to know every... (laughs) I'm counting down to the New Year, so... I want to know every FBS head coach and starting quarterbacks name going into next season Wow Whoa. yeah I, mean, I think it's manageable though and the yeah. big reason is I think it would give me a lot better read on the group of five Wow that's it's ambitious <gasps> I want to encourage more fan participation on the podcast so more mailbag only episodes I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of those I want to solicit more voicemails be more active on twitter that's a hard one for me yeah Uh, ryan you want to take over the twitter yeah i'm uh, you know me i'm not the greatest at the social media game (laughs) no uh but anyway that's number four i want to spread the gospel of eliminating superfluous s's so that means oh boy it's not the playoffs yeah it's the playoff i know i've said that one a million times but next year be ready for even more the other one that I think is less talked about, the penalty offside. It, it's it, Everyone says offsides, but I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. I think it's just offside. Right, you're, but you're pretty sure you're not. Totally. I did, I actually didn't check on it, but I just think it's right. I probably should have checked on no,
2: it. No, it makes sense. That would be offside. Well, then you're like Keith Jackson, though, and, and time's out. Oh, yeah. is it supposed to be time's out? I don't know. He, he was always the one that would never say timeouts.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Like R's B.I., <laughs> yeah. Instead of RBIs. <laughs> Alright, anyway. I want to memorize which teams are in each division of FBS. That's so, Sunbelt and Conference USA. Yeah, and the Mac and, that could get tough. It gets hard. At least it's by geography, so that'll be easy to remember. Uh, except for the ACC. That's the only one. Yeah, the yeah. Atlantic and Coastal. But uh but yeah, if you if you just named a random Sunbelt team, I would might might struggle to tell you which which side they're in yeah that's that's a good one unless it was like a team from florida i'd be like okay that's probably the east yeah that was a week one from the crowd uh be nicer to art sitkowski (laughs) really didn't have any help around him this year he was a true freshman got thrown into the fire so i'm gonna resolve to be his biggest supporter next year can we do that as a podcast? Can we support him? You you kinda of turned the corner on
2: Hornybrook there for a while. Um, I did. But I did. That was a mistake. That turned out to be a mistake. Yeah. I don't think Ryan's capable. He he really goes down like Kellen Maughan, Hornybrook, he stays down on people. Yeah. Sid so, yeah, well like Michael said,
1: Sidkowski was just he, he has nothing around. Him. No, like what yeah. Ryan, what did I you know. just what Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were about to say he has like no talent or something. You were <laughs> talking about his supporting cast. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Good, Good job. job. Yeah, yeah, I know. So sikowski has got a great arm. Can throw a great oh, spiral. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's a great quarterback. Okay, so that was it. So we finished the countdown. Yay. Yay. Oh, wow. <laughs> which one of you is going to give me my kiss uh that'd be the family pet <laughs> who is dead right now so that, Jesus, was, that was not timely <laughs> right no i didn't know you're gonna go there mike so. <laughs> well i'm just being honest <laughs> okay uh back to football sdccu holiday bowl In our hometown here in San Diego, it's number twenty-two Northwestern against number seventeen Utah. The Utes are favored
2: by seven. What do you think, Trey? So this is a matchup of conference championship losers. And you'd you'd think it would be one of the the lower scoring bowl games based on these two teams offenses and defenses. Kyle Whittingham for Utah, he's eleven and one in bowl games at Utah. So he knows what buttons to push generally when it comes to uh, preparing for these games. The Utah defense, they're the strongest unit on the field, but I'm really having a hard time getting over the offensive performance that they had against Washington out of my mind. I, I know it was against Washington, but still, it was pretty pathetic. Now, Northwestern on the other side, they should be able to hold the Ute offense, and I trust their offense a little bit more under Thorson and Isaiah Bowser to muster up enough to cover the spread here.
1: Okay. I'm actually going to go the other way. Um, I'm going to go with Utah and it's kind of, there's a caveat there. It's if Tyler Huntley plays and it doesn't, doesn't sound great at this it, point. It doesn't sound great, but I'm, I look at that point spread and of seven and it, it, it seems like they're factoring in the fact that he might play, but what do I know? Maybe they're not. But also, I mean, even if, if he doesn't play their defense is awesome and I have very little confidence. A lot less than you do, Trey and Clayton Thorson. I think he'll be forced into a couple interceptions. I think he'll be as inefficient as he has been all year, probably more against a great defense here. And Northwestern gives up a ton of sacks. So I look for Bradley Anai on the D line to have a big game. Chase Hanson at linebacker. Again, hopefully he's healthy. That's in, that's in doubt too, but mm-hmm. uh, look for Utah to, to make some plays in the backfield. And I will, I guess, reluctantly take the Utes. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go with Trey here.
0: I, seven just seems like, uh, touchdowns are going to be hard to come by. Um, so when you're giving me a, a full touchdown advantage here, I, I got to go with, with Northwestern considering I, I don't think Huntley is going to play. So because of that, I, I, there's no way I can go with,
1: with the Ute. So I'll take, uh, the Wildcats. Okay. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl NC State against number 19 Texas AM. ms favorite seven. And through one season here, to me, it's looking like Jimbo Fisher is is worth the money. Very good first season, improved the offense a ton, and then of course in recruiting, they looking like they're going to pull in a top five class. Yeah, and we haven't—I should bring this up. We haven't talked about recruiting on this podcast. I know we just had the um, what do you call it—the early signing period, but I think we're just going to save that for February when when the classes are all complete. And sure, we'll we'll have a, a whole episode on that. So. Be on the lookout for that. But in this game, I like AM. Uh NC State has not been very efficient against the pass, and I do think that Kellen Mon can take advantage of that, Ryan. Of course he can. He's a great player. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, you're being nicer. Yeah. All right. Uh look for Jace Sternberger at tight end to have a big game. And then I think NC State's offense is going to be significantly worse here than they were all year because Kelvin Harmon, their leading receiver, is is skipping the game. So uh high
2: on AM here. Wow! Hi, I'm not as high. I I've been low on Are NC sure? State. You sure, Trey? Uh, We're I'm in California. California. It's legal. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> uh, no, but I've I've been low on NC State this year. But I think the spread is a little too much. I like the offense of Fin Finley and Gillespie. Obviously, losing Harmon won't won't help them. But I think they're going to keep it close because of them. And Ryan Finley only needs 211 yards passing to go over 4,000 on the year he's he's had a great year um really a great career but um and the nc state they did have a
0: good a good year this year they took advantage of a pretty bad acc though um so i think a&m's eight and four record is significantly better than nc state's nine and three um so with a with a future hall of fame quarterback uh
1: like kellen mond <laughs> mm-hmm. uh got i gotta go with a&m here okay how's that hotel working out for you ryan
0: uh, you know, just a couple of kids running through the halls now and then. Uh, okay, but not not too horrible, I don't think.
1: All right, well, hopefully, hopefully, it sounds okay. But we apologize to the listeners. Well, if it's not. definitely, a, it's definitely a downgrade. But you know, it, yeah, all right, serviceable. Okay, like uh, uh, you, me. Okay, I was <laughs> I was gonna name a I was gonna name a quarterback, <laughs> but then I just said I was gonna be nicer to quarterbacks, so I was yeah. hesitating there. Well, it's not the new year yet technically. Maybe like Jalen Hurts. It's, it's, it's still good, just a little bit of a downgrade. Debatable
0: after the SEC title game.
1: Oh, come on. No, I know come it's on. not debatable. I'm just trying <laughs> to be nice. Uh, all right, let's turn the page. We've, we've previewed those those New Year's Eve games. Let's move on to New Year's Day. <laughs> Outback Bowl, number 18. Like Mrs. What's that? That sounds like a duck. Or like a no. fly you want to swat, but... <laughs> yeah. No, it's one of those noisemakers, so... But then it... No, it is. It, it clearly is. <laughs> Number 18, Mississippi State is favored seven against Iowa. What do you see here, Ryan? Uh, I really like Iowa. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it really does sound like a fly. <laughs> what? Go on. I'm just celebrating the new year.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, I like the Hawkeyes. That's uh, a, a big spread uh, against a good defensive team that Iowa is. And Mississippi State's their strength is the ground game and trying to overpower teams and especially other defenses. But, I don't know, that plays right into the strength of this Iowa team. Uh, Iowa's got a great defensive line led by A.J. Epinesa, who is just a beast. Um, so I, that D-line, they'll be able to shut down Nick Fitzgerald and uh, the bulldog offense, and I I, th- I like them a lot. I actually think uh, I'm gonna pick Iowa to win this one straight up. So
2: I'm gonna make this one my jingle bell lock. Bold, bold, but but I like it, and I'll get to that in a moment. But this is Iowa's sixth Outback Bowl since 2003. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy. That is crazy. But but uh, I think I
1: remember was that was that game with Drew Tate? Didn't he throw like a that Hail Mary? was in.
2: Oh No, that was, I want to say, the Capital One Bowl against LSU. Oh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think you're right, Trey. But either way, it was was down in Florida, so close enough. It was Florida, yeah. But uh, this should be a lower-scoring affair with with these offenses and defenses like you just touched on, Ryan, and with Iowa's good rush defense that's important against this Fitzgerald-led Bulldog offense. So in this lower-scoring game, I'm going to take the points with Iowa. And also make them my jingle bell lock. Nice. All right. Well,
1: I'm I'm going up against two locks here. You I'm, can't go up you can't go up against Joe Moorhead. I can't go up against Joe Moorhead? Well you, you love Joe Moorhead. I oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, you guys are against Joe Moorhead. I am for Joe Moorhead. I'm not. Yeah. I am pro Joe Moorhead, but not in this game. Okay. Well, I think, uh, I think Iowa might score negative points in this game. I think that, <laughs> yeah, it's in play. <laughs> We've got, plus we got Noah Fant skipping the game. I know he hasn't had a huge year, but just another really one of the few weapons on that offense, uh, which already isn't Hawkinson, that great as TJ it is.
0: Hawkinson's a great weapon.
1: I know. That's true. That's true. He might have been the better, uh, this year tight end this year. Um, but the offense wasn't that great. And no. Mississippi State, arguably, we talked about this on our Golden Bros episode. Which is still relevant. So go listen to the Golden Bro award episode. Arguably the best defense in the country, anchored by that D line, Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat. And then offensively, hopefully with some time to prepare, Joe Moorhead, offensive genius, can, can put together a decent enough game plan that doesn't revolve around Nick Fitzgerald's arm. Well, yeah, that would, that would not be ideal. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the VRBO Citrus Bowl, number 14, Kentucky. Against number 12, Penn State, who was favored by six. Trey, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, it's it's not the the sexiest matchup for the Citrus Bowl, but I'm excited to see Trace McSorley face off against Josh Allen of Kentucky. Yeah. The SEC Defensive Player of the Year, Allen, he, he, he's going to need to play like he's been if they want to beat the Nittany Lions. This is, uh, it's a good chance for Kentucky to validate themselves if they can slow down McSorley and Miles Sanders and that Penn State offense, and I think their motivation factor is they should, Kentucky for sure should be motivated as they're gunning for their first 10-win season since 1977, and this is one of the bigger bowl games that they've played in, so they'll be amped. Penn State, this year they lost their big games, and they kind of had, in their eyes, maybe a disappointing season. So I think Benny Snell's going to push the offense enough to cover against Penn State. Yep, I,
1: I agree. Late in the season, I was not impressed with this Penn State offense. They got completely embarrassed against Michigan. Only put up 22 points against a mediocre Wisconsin defense. 20 against a bad Rutgers defense who did not help star quarterback. Um, how am I forgetting his name? Uh art sitkowski sorry art i'm supporting you this year i just forgot <laughs> wow. your name wow. um anyway mcsorley only threw for 16 touchdowns on the year so it's just not as explosive as last year and going up against a great kentucky defense that's going to keep this a low scoring game i'll take those six points you, you I, I,
0: michael you kind of mentioned penn state's bad offense but how about bad i don't want to go that far but okay well <laughs> it lack of explosiveness yeah We'll say,
1: but I mean, Kentucky's is significantly worse. No, that's uh, very true. Very true. Yeah. I just chose not to talk about that. Didn't didn't really fit my narrative, right? Yeah, no, it didn't. Uh, it fits mine though. Uh, I like Penn State. I just
0: I don't know. I when I look at the quarterbacks, Terry Wilson versus Trace McSorley. If I took Terry Wilson and my team lost, I would just be like, wow, why didn't I take Trace McSorley? Yeah, I'm, yeah, good point. I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna ride with Trace McSorley. So give me the Nittany Lions. Okay, guys, that was the last bowl preview. We did it.
1: Other than the national title, are we going to do that? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I think we'll talk about the national title. (laughs) Yeah, we might. (laughs) I think we might cover that. But I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's technically, is that a bowl? Is that technically a bowl? No. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bowl. So we did it. We did it. And in lieu of a questionable finish this episode, uh, I want to hear each of your College football related New Year's resolutions. I already gave my five. I just want one from each of you. Okay. Well, I'll start here, Michael. You you kind of mention this quite often,
0: um, and you kind of kind of bugs you when people do it. But um, I'm going to try and stop second guessing play calls.
1: Mm, I like I that. Mean,
0: I like that. Yeah, because you know, it's like it's, it's easy to say, "Oh, they should have run there." It's like, well, you know one little block here one you know you just never know
1: yeah so i would say yeah i would say i I really like that one and i would say think about your reaction if it had
2: worked if it had worked would you be calling it stupid
1: yeah exactly and and if 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 you still would call it stupid then then sure then go for it but But i
2: think we're allowed one mulligan a year just like because if we all remember the end of the penn state ohio state game i still think to this day penn state would even say they messed up but I know. Yeah, what was that? Like a fourth and
1: seven or something? That was, or maybe a little shorter than that, but that was questionable. I'll agree on that.
2: But no, I I, I agree with that that sentiment, Ryan. My, my resolution is to not write off young players, especially quarterbacks, when they don't perform well or at least look good. So for example, this year, or I guess last year, I didn't give Kellen Mond or Ian Book a chance based on what i saw towards the end of last season you know you got to give them a little time and an off season of coaching and they can really improve dramatically and it's not always the case like i'm not saying art Sikowski is is bound for stardom but i think he but is sometimes i tend to write <laughs> but sometimes i tend to write these guys off or i don't foresee success like like to me ian book this year i really didn't see that coming as far as him being able to lead a team to the playoff
1: yeah, I, I think that's actually a really good one, Trey. That's better. I wish I would have put that on my list because I, I I'm just a couple of names come came to mind when you were saying that. Uh Anthony Brown at Boston College. Sure. He was horrible passing the ball his first year. Wasn't amazing this year, but certainly improved. Um You're hoping JT Daniels line. can make that type of jump, right? Right. Yeah. JT Daniels. He, <laughs> hoping he can improve. There was one more oh well, the the one I always bring up, John Wolford. He was three years of, of yeah, really, true. really bad. Yeah, and then fourth year he was great. Like that, that one I just I love to talk about because that was crazy. Go look at his stats. Even uh,
0: like Fromm was quite a significant improvement. He wasn't bad last year. He just, but it was yeah. really game manager.
1: And then this year, whoa. Yeah, no, I I think that's that's a really good one. Um, okay, Felipe, he was okay. Fli- Fli- that, Felipe there's Brands. there's another good example. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, very good. Uh, that'll do it for our final bowl preview episode. Thanks to everyone who has supported the podcast this year. I'm sure you're listening to this right before the new year. So it was a great 2018 for the pod. We hope you continue to listen, continue to spread the word. And next year we'll keep trying to one up ourselves, come up with more fun ideas, more creative segments. So thanks again. And, Ooh, I love saying this. We will talk to you next year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, get it guys. Ooh. See what you did there.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Bye happy new year
1: you've
0: been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays follow them on twitter at cfb bros thanks for listening